That's not the producer part that I wanted you guys to be thinking. Yeah, what's cool going about. on here? No, that was that's that's a poor uh, beginning. You just the bar. Pretty impressive. <laughs> just kid, just get yourselves ready. Hold on, I'm Pretty about to hit, impressive, go live. Chad. Okay, shh, you be quiet over there. I'll share the screen. Watch and learn, Joe. Watch and learn. <laughs> Do you see this? Fancy. Are we live on the internet? Let's roll. We're live. There we go. Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and this is the Preferred Lines podcast with my buddy, Tour Picks, Joe Idoni. Hey, bud. Let's give a little shout out quick to the guy that strummed that beginning intro. Or my yeah. guy in the fantasy golf pod, Sunday night support group now on iTunes and YouTube. He is a guitarist and he made that for us. So if you're looking for somebody to make something for you, maybe he'll do it. He did it for us pretty easy. All right, here we go. We're into the uh, live stream. We're on a Monday night. So there we go. We're uh, the Preferred Lines podcast and you can find us streaming every Monday. And then later on iTunes when I have time to do that. Joe, this is fun. We're back at it. We got Tory Pines this week. We got a guest. We'll get to you in a second, Joe. Before that, how great is Jock Market? It is the best app out on the internet besides DraftKings, probably. It's competing with DraftKings as taking up my time, at least. Uh, how about you, yeah. Joe? Let's hear about your weekend. Yeah, I had some fun on DraftKings uh, PGA this weekend. Cash some big shares, made a nice... Mr. Joe Nicely, have you uh, dabbled in the jock market yet, my friend? I'm not, but I'm getting there soon. I'm getting there soon. You should, I know, you I know you got well, if should fans, you choose so. to, um, we have a pretty cool promo code, Power10. Uh, we'll tweet it out again after the show, but it gets you a free 10 bucks on your first deposit. It is basically, uh, you know, same concept as everything else. You pick guys, they do well, you do well um so he was able to make a little uh, money player but he's like a stock joe so then on Mm. you know thursday he's worth three bucks but on sunday he could be worth 25 gotcha sounds awesome i'm gonna check that out i know you guys have been having a lot of fun with that well not only that but our guy joe idoni he's got his own podcast about it with rick run good on the rick run good youtube channel called the power hour and it's wednesdays an hour well 45 minutes before closes and 15 minutes after when we get to see who joe bought it's kind of fun. Tell yeah, <laughs> it gets a little hectic trying to do that and make some buys at the same time, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be there back again this Wednesday. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, Joe, nicely. Welcome back, buddy. Cheers to Recurring you. Recurring guest. Thanks, man. Thanks. Hey, I'm proud to say we've been a lo- around long enough to have someone come back on the pod. We right? canceled or you didn't say, no, I'm not going back to that thing. That was a waste of time. <laughs> No, man, you, you guys are two of my favorite guys. So it's always, always uh, nice to join you. Well, I got your uh, sticker up on my board now. The turn. Awesome. Awesome. Classing uh, the place up a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, plug that uh, podcast of yours. Let me hear about what you got going on this week. Yeah, man. Uh, check us out. We got a, a an awesome kind of a special episode for us. Um, Andrew, my partner on the turn fantasy golf pod, sat down with Scott Stallings, uh, current PGA tour pro. We've got that up now on YouTube, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify. You can check it anywhere. So we hope you'll, uh, 
hope you'll go check that uh interview Scott Stallings, did he was he lifting weights during the interview he was actually driving uh he was actually driving caught uh, him on the road so i had kind of it, it was actually pretty cool you kind of got them you know to to themselves they're they don't have anywhere else to be so it was it's actually pretty cool worked out worked out great that is awesome um, well, before we get into what you know is coming, it's a little short interview. It's called the Front Nine segment. Every Monday, we bring someone that's smarter than us. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, download, retweet, and zoom it. All of the things you can do to help us uh, grow this thing, because what's new, we're into, uh, I mean, I guess it's like the 30th episode. My goodness, We've got returning guests. Yeah. Uh, but it helps if you do an iTunes re review. Someone told me it helps something. Uh, if you comment while you're watching this on uh, YouTube, other, I don't know, YouTube's little spiders, send it elsewhere. I don't know, but they tell me to do that. Whatever. We don't really care. We're just happy you're here, listening, watching, whatever you're doing. And Joe Nicely, I wanted you on this week because I like the way you talk. You got that Southern Tennessee draw. You say Tory Pines, probably pretty funny. Tory Pines. Let me hear you. Tory Pines. Tory Pines. That's pretty good. Tory Pines. Tory, Tory Pines. Tory Pines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Well, the other big thing is he may be one of our only ones, Chad, but we've had a lot of guests on this show, but not many have stopped by here when we asked them their preferred play of the week and dished out a winner to the people. Joe's one of them. So we had to have you back, man. We're pumped. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like I said, always, always great to be with you guys and no pressure, I guess, following JT last time. So we'll try to find a good one this week also. Okay, well, listen, well, last time Joe, we were here. Yeah, I thought um, you were going to talk about his uh, nomination as for fantasy sports writer of the year. I was just going to get to that. Yeah. So last time we were here with you, we talked a little bit more gave you the usual questions we ask everyone about strategy and some basics but we already got that stuff from you people can go back to the last episode and see that so we wanted to shift to the present tory but first um very cool and i was like brought a smile to my face to see you were nominated for a fantasy sports writer of the year award tell people tell our people a little bit about that and how do we vote for you and you're gonna win right Oh man, uh, I highly doubt it. Uh, still, still pretty shocked to just be nominated, man. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, really shocking. Uh, to be honest, uh, the, the guys that are the other finalists on there are all amazing. Uh, Scott Barrett's kind of a legend. Lynn Hawkberg does amazing stuff uh, with golf. Uh, Derek Brown, Wes Huber, uh, they're all all amazing. So uh, just just can't believe I'm even on a list with those guys, honestly. But yeah, it's the uh, Fantasy Sports Writers Association. Um, the FSWA and they kind of uh, do different nominations and awards in different categories every year. So yeah, man, just just really really fortunate to be uh, nominated for that for DFS Writer of the Year. I'm surprised about that too because I would think you were a podcaster of the year with your deep southern <laughs> voice and beautiful voice drawl. So how is that podcast life before we start talking real stuff? Do you like it now that you've been doing it? I know when I've interviewed for you for the fantasy golf pod interview series back in quarantine, you were considering doing this and now you've done it a while. You've done it. A, a, I mean, for almost a full season. So what's it like being a podcast guy, the commitment, isn't it so easy? <laughs> a little bit tougher than you think uh, a little bit tougher than, than maybe people realize, but yeah, man, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, course do it with my good friend andrew poor andrew putters um really good guy kind of a long time uh, childhood friend and kind of the kind of a silver lining if there was such a thing for kind of the early part of the corona stuff and the quarantine it 
something I'd wanted to do for a long time. Kind of had a couple of false starts with other people. Um, but, but got with Andrew, he'd done a podcast in the past. Um, he's an excellent amateur golfer. Uh, and, and kind of, like I said, the silver lining of, of quarantine gave us time to actually put it all together, uh, get together and kind of get it off the ground and get it going. And, and we have a ton of fun with it, man. We, we really enjoy it and, and hope you guys check it out. Well, I've been on it. Go check that yeah. out. Yeah, for sure, man. We love you. We got to get Joe on there. Of course. I'm always down. But Joe, listen, you've had some um, success in DraftKings and betting on golf in the past. You know, we've talked a little bit of strategy before, but I wanted to kind of get a broader picture. So what talk to people about how to sort of manage your bankroll and how you stake yourselves properly in contests so that you don't like my friend here who's relatively new and just bets who's ever in the final group on the 16th, 17th hole every Sunday, pours every last dollar into the live markets. Uh, is that a sound strategy, Joe? <laughs> Man, uh, obviously you want to have fun. Uh, a lot of people want to have fun. They want to bet long shots. Uh, they want to throw, you know, one lineup or a couple lineups in, in the Millie Maker, like a huge GPP with a real top heavy payout. And that's totally fine. Um, that's kind of kind of one of the fun things about uh, PGA DFS or, or betting on golf. But um, when, when you're kind of in the field like I am, uh, you you want to take your time. Um, I, I try to view things, and it can get frustrating. You have you have cold weeks, months. Um, but I try to view things. Uh, I try to view a season as kind of a a block. Um, instead of taking things from week to week, I, I like to try to look at things from season to season, and kind of evaluate my results at the end of the year. Um, Really fortunate last year had had a couple of pretty nice runs. Uh, didn't have that life changing hit like like you did, Joe. But I uh, was fortunate. I, I won the uh, driving the green uh, on DraftKings. Uh, the Travelers hit ten thousand on that one. Um, I had a couple more top tens um, and big GPPs, so felt like I was right there. Um, but yeah, man, I, my my word of advice would be look at it as a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and kind of evaluate your results at the end of the year. For sure. Tory Pines. Tory Pines. Tory Pines, we're Pines. here. You are known for your horses for courses. Have you had time? I mean, it's Monday at 7, 8 o'clock, whatever. Do you have any research done? How's your uh, research process, and how do you come to finding the horses for the course? Oh, yeah, man. But say uh, it, say it, horses, say it, horses for course. Horses for the course. Horse horses for the for course. The course. Yeah, well, uh, it'll be up tomorrow. It'll be up on rotoballer.com tomorrow. Uh, you can check out all my articles over there, by the way. Um, use promo code NICE to sign nice. up for the PGA Premium. Yeah, NICE. 69% off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 69 bucks, NICE. Oh. Um, but no, man, I, I usually start the uh, kind of light research actually on Friday evenings when the fields are confirmed. I'll kind of take a look, kind of run down through the field, um, see who's actually playing. Um, then start digging into course history a little bit uh, as kind of the weekend progresses. So usually by Monday, uh, I pretty well know where I'm going. I'm waiting on the salary scale to drop. Um, that's kind of what I was I was doing this afternoon, just waiting on the salary scale to come out. But yeah, man, uh, we're ready to go. We've got a lot of good players, a lot of players in this field with good course history. Um, so that'll be up in the morning. You can check it out at Roto Baller. Um, Going to have. Uh, six maybe seven i'm thinking about a seventh one this week so wow. a lot of a lot of good stuff in there tomorrow cool joe in terms of assessing sort of the top of the board now this week when the odds first dropped we had three basically prohibitive favorites things have kind of evened out a little bit but 
it's it's Rom, it's Rory, it's Xander. Who who do you like the best of that top sort of bunch of three? Yeah, um, it's a big decision whether to even go there this week for me. Um, and I think we've you and I have talked about this before, Joe. But it's a it's really tough um, when when you're looking at a six to one, seven to one, eight to one, anything less than ten to one, man, is it's really tough for me to pull the trigger on. Um, Rom obviously has amazing course history. Um, and Rory does as well. Xander doesn't, um, has struggled there. Um, but I, I would lean Rory, uh, if I were to go there, um, he's played this tournament twice, has two top fives, uh, looked really good at Abu Dhabi last week, come up a little bit short in the final round. Um, but, he, but he's even said in interviews, man, that he, he's feeling good about his game. Um, really negatively impacted by the layoff last year, uh, probably more so than email on tour. Um, and, and I think he feels like his game's going in the right direction. I think I even heard him say that um, kind of when 2020 ended, he was just getting going. Uh, he, he wished the season was still going. So I would go to Rory there uh, if I'm going to the top of the board. Well, we don't need to get into the specifics of who you love yet because we definitely want to know who your preferred play is. But then, not yet, the long shots, though. Last week kind of felt like it was a long shot week. It's 55 or so to one. Siwoo won it. Not necessarily a long shot. Can someone like that do that this week or, or someone even longer? Can a 100 to one guy come through at Torrey Pines? It's possible. Um, it's possible. This is kind of a – this This is a really weird event because this golf course is going to play so tough. Um I think we saw at the Sony and then last week, kind of the whole field was in play, right? I mean, you, yeah. you really felt like anybody could win last week. You felt like anybody could win the Sony uh, because they are shorter courses. Um, that's not really the case this week. Uh, I think there's kind of a good chunk of the field you can toss out. Um, then when you start getting into uh, 30 to 1, 50 to 1, even up to 100 to 1, you start isolating these guys that kind of check the boxes, right? Um, Poa putters, um, Long off the tee, good ball strikers, good course history. Um, there, there's a couple of really long shots that have good course history this week. So, yeah, um, it feels like it's kind of a go long or go short week, really. Okay. So, in terms of Tory Pines, right? So, we're going to be back here in about five months for the U.S. Open. Um, what do you make of guys – choosing to play this week and a lot of guys that chose not to play this week do you think there's an advantage for those guys to see the course now or could that work as a disadvantage if the usga comes in and and ratchets things up and changes it a ton for the summer yeah um i think you could make an argument for both um but really i don't i don't know about you guys i'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this i i was kind of surprised that more guys aren't playing this week yeah um I don't know well, what. I don't know why Morikawa isn't here. He's like a isn't he like a Southern Cal guy? Yeah, um, and, and I, I, I mean, I, in my opinion, um, anytime you can get a look at a golf course, I mean, yes, it's going to be different uh, for the U.S. Open later in the summer. Um, it's the same golf course, right? I mean, I, I feel like anytime you can get there, get a look, get a feel, um, you know, figure out things off the course, um, kind of have all that stuff squared away. Um, I always feel like it's an advantage and I'm kind of surprised that more guys aren't playing this week. I, I expected more of the kind of the world's top players to, to be in this field this week. Do you think it's a weather thing? Like the weather will be so different. Maybe. Um, I, I think it's supposed to be pretty cool, right? Uh, maybe, maybe uh, some wind and rain on Friday. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe they, they just want to see 
U.S. Open conditions that week, uh, and that's all they're concerned with. Um, you know, that pretty much has to be the line of thinking not to show up unless, you know, they've they've made these commitments way far out. Um, but, but you would think they would have Tory circled on the calendar. Do you do any other tours besides PGA? Do you do the Euro or LPGA or senior tour or anything like that? No, no, I don't, man. Um, I, I've dabbled in Euro stuff. Um, it, it's just, I put so much of my time and effort into PGA um, that I, yeah. I never feel like I've been able to give the Euro tour really a fair shake um, because I, I, I am so concentrated on the PGA. Um, I, I've kind of dabbled in it, had some fun with the Euro, t- Euro tour stuff. And I played some outlaw stuff <laughs> during, during the shutdown, during the quarantine. Yeah. That was that was kind of fun, a uh, uh, fun little distraction there. But no, nah, man, pretty much I'm I'm mainly PGA Tour. Well, so then you've been uh, mainly trying to bet Tony Finau to win, and <laughs> it hasn't been working for a long time. Uh, what's up with Tony Finau? Can we keep doing this to ourselves? Because like no, I think no, he's no, a no. good fit this week, and then he's twenty to one again, and I'm like that's that's ridiculous right like what are we doing you know it's really really crazy the last time the last time i did this show with you guys um i think it was joe that that time that said uh what do we do what are we doing with tony Finau? what's the yeah. deal and I, I think that week if i'm i'm pretty sure um they had played the 3m and okay. tony tony had locked the lead or was right there in the final round early sunday and just couldn't get there. Couldn't oh play. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets Michael Thompson. And, and here we are, however many months later. Um, and we're in the we're same crap off, last weekend. We're, we're coming off an Amex where Tony <laughs> wow. had the, jumped out to the lead uh, early Sunday, and couldn't close, man. And, and you look back, and it, you know, yeah, he shot a he shot a sixty eight, I think, um, a decent round on paper. You can look at that and say, hey, man, he you know he played pretty well. But what seems to be the trouble with Tony is is coming up big in key spots, man. I mean, I. I didn't get to watch the whole thing because there was football going, but Tony's got some momentum. Uh, he's going along really well. And then he comes to the, uh, I think it's the 11th, par five. There's two par fives on the back. He comes to the 11th right there mm-hmm. and makes bogey on a par five, Tony Fino. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and so he, he like sliced it right into the water. Yeah, and he man. And he, he played, so he plays the, uh, he plays the two par fives on the back nine and one over, um, you know, so it's, it's one of those things, man. I love Tony. Uh, I think Joe does too, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. it's one. It's one of those things. If if you've always been there, there's no need to get off now. Let's just <laughs> let's just keep going. Three top sixes at Tory and his last uh, four farmers start. So yeah, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You can say it's never going to happen for him. He's just not going to get there. You can say the guy's just way way overdue. Uh, totally. Has yeah. has run bad in final rounds. It's re- it is really tough to win. Um, but man, it just you just wonder when it's when well when he be. pops a win by five all of us are never we're not going to be shocked at all yeah i mean that's the thing you're you're not going to be shocked uh when, when it does happen and you feel like if it if it's going to happen it's on a golf course like this right super long right. um poa he's played here extremely well um yeah. so you know you feel like if it's going to come it's going to be on a golf course kind of like this one so then are you paying for it probably not <laughs> <laughs> I might grab just a little bit because it seems like I just, I've got a weekly Tony Finau donation box. So yeah. I, I might just continue to add to that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, man, at that number. It's tough at that number. Well, there, if you're not interested in that number, there's a whole slew of guys that are also looking for it to come and looking for it to come back in a sense at around 70 to 80 to 1. 
Um, guys that are just trying to resurrect something in 2021. You got Molinari, who we saw signs from Woodland, who we saw signs from. You throw Spieth and Fowler in there of that sort of bunch that is really falling off the cliff here. Who do you think gets it back first this coming season? Um, it's an interesting question, Joe. Um, Spieth, I, I love, um, but man, it just feels like he's really far away right now. Um, I, I know um, there's kind of been some buzz that he's he's worked with Butch Harmon a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly wish he would. Um, I think sometimes a, a fresh set of eyes or some fresh input uh, is is maybe what you need, and it, and it feels like we're maybe at that point with him. I know he's been with Cameron McCormick since he was an amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's that's obviously a long relationship there, but it, it feels like it wouldn't hurt to maybe get some fresh input for Jordan. Well, not, what about the caddy? Shouldn't he just dump do a new caddy, right, too? Start all over. Feel- there's two there's two schools of thought you're like hey i, I know I, i've won majors i've been very successful i know what got me here uh i'm sticking with the game plan um that i'm gonna get this thing figured out or you or you say hey man it's not working it's not been working for a while uh I need to make some changes so i don't know which way space gonna go with that um i'm pulling for him i um, think he makes little changes and nothing not the rip in the band-aid change he needs to do right. something drastic maybe if he if he has another bullcrap terrible season where he's now 100th in the world and not involved at all in the conversation of the Ryder cup and not even involved in any of the wgc's then he's gonna have to face the mirror and he's gonna have to do a rehaul or anthony kim himself tat himself up and goodbye you're done son and we'll never yeah, see man. i mean you you just wonder um and, and I don't know how much you guys have seen this. I know you're you're watching every week just like me, but um, when you see a guy out on the range and he's standing over the ball for 30 seconds before he can kind of pull the trigger to to get his swing going, it makes me worried, man. It makes me wonder if this is if this is a mental thing uh, as much as a physical thing. Sure. We we know he went down the kind of the rabbit hole chasing distance, uh, yeah. and that's that's kind of what what caused these problems in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you wonder now if he struggled for so long, uh, if it's becoming a mental thing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Jordan's probably the farthest away. Um, even though he's one of those guys that it wouldn't, it wouldn't really surprise us if he popped up at Augusta, you know, here, here in a few months and, and maybe was kind of in contention there a little bit going in the weekend or something. Um, you could see that happening. Um, Molinari, um, man, I don't know what's up with that guy. There's been a lot of, uh, look good last week. Um, I, I know we had a lot of stuff going on there during COVID. I think he was pretty much trying to move his family from Europe to United States, yep. kind of in the middle of all that happened. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and you, and you just feel like Tiger maybe kind of snatched his soul a little bit <laughs> <laughs> at Augusta in 19, man, he's never been the same since. Um, Woodland, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's just a health thing with Woodland. I feel like once he gets there, um, he looked good last week. He's a guy we can even uh, look at this week. I think he's at like 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? Like 70 to one. So yeah, at the um, moment or it's yeah. getting bad on. Yeah. I feel, I feel like he's going to be kind of trendy, um, because of last week, but, but I don't feel like he's that far off. I feel like it's more just a health thing with Woodland. Uh, and Ricky, he's getting a little older. Um, you kind of feel like maybe that, that moment's been there for him. Um, you know, what that I, I don't remember the year, but that year he had all those amazing finishes in majors. Like he had like like finished top five in all four majors or something. Yep. Um, you kind of feel like maybe the 
maybe the new crop of talents kind of kind of passing him by a little bit. Uh, well, he's to doing that, too many dun- 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 farmers insurance well, commercials. Maybe. You know, maybe, but but he's always done that, Chad. Yeah. Um, he, he's always done that. Com- those commercials always had a ton of commitments. Guys kind of throw that out there, and you know, it's something to think about. But um, at the end of the day, um, I, I just don't know. I just don't know if if his talent is as great as kind of we originally thought it was. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, with the putter and getting lucky a little bit. Okay. Well, Joe Nicely, we've had you on. We've had you guess winners. So I know it's early in the week, and you, we're, but we are going to hold you to this. We gave you credit for the other one, so we're going to hold you to this one. Who is your preferred play of the Farmers Insurance Open 2021? Two for two. Let's go. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> it's tough this week. Um, I, I'm going to – the easy thing would be to take Rory or Rom. I'm not going to do that just because it's not very fun, is it? No, um, don't do that. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy that's really good at making guys like us look silly um, because he can win this thing or play horribly. Um, I find myself drawing kind of the, this range, um, this 30, 35, uh, even up to 50. There's a couple guys I like there, but my preferred play is Matthew Wolf. Um, <laughs> going going with my boy. I think yeah, he's we are a pro wolf podcast oh, yeah. so we're on that yeah, i think sure. we're i think he's at like 34 i think the last time i looked so uh well anything uh, above 30 is a fair number i think yeah i really love his length man played really well at wingfoot played great at the pga uh at tpc harding park so i mean he he immediately checks that box of box of uh, of length yeah. um and he's an amazing poa putter he's about three times better on poa than any other surface um so anytime oh. it's long and hard in poa uh, I'm looking at Wolf, especially at, you know, 30, 35 to one. So oh. uh, that's where we're going. Matty Wolf. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, again, rotoballer.com. You got articles. You did a podcast with Scott Stallings on it, like a real golfer. And that's the turn. And you can find that on iTunes and everywhere else. You're, uh, you're a sports writing nominee for the best of the world. So that's crazy. Uh, what else do you I mean? You're a dad. You're a nice guy. The nicest <laughs> guy in fantasy sports. Joe Nicely, you follow him at Joe Nicely. That about it? That's it, man. That's it, man. Let's <laughs> let's win some money this week, boys. Thank you, hey, sir. Thank Good you for luck. stopping in. We'll see you next oh, time. Getting getting to see you guys. See you later, sir. See you later. All right, that's Joe Nicely, and he can be found at Joe Nicely, and he's a nice guy, and we're happy to have him as a friend. Let's roll. Let's should we make the turn? Okay, you got a beer. You got to make the oh, turn yeah. with you know, crack open the betting board, and we'll see at that tippity tip top. We've got John Aram, and right beside him, followed closely at eight to one, is Rory McElroy. It's the Twin Towers this week, seven and eight to one. Uh, and then you got Xander and Tony under twenty to one. Yeah, I do believe an elite name will win this week. A name that's not obscure. We're not having a Streb win or somebody like that. So, but will it be one of the guys under 20 to one, Joe? The thing is, is for me to bet a guy under 20 to one, I've just got to have another level of confidence in where they're coming into this. There are underlying concerns, I think, 
that you could bring up about every one of these guys, notably John Rahm, uh, obviously withdrawal last week due to an injury. I think it was a, a weightlifting injury, probably not serious, but the fact that he's teeing it up this week, but still uh, a pause for some concern. Rory, obviously, you know, we had this story again where he kind of didn't play his best on Sunday. He's also flying from the Middle East over to California. Well, who's flying him? Yeah. A, yeah. a pilot? <laughs> yeah. So pretty cool. Moved Do you want to reveal in, that information? Moved in on Friday. Information. Sure. Moved in on Friday. Uh, we met Congratulations. Closing. Hey, if anyone needs a realtor in the state of Minnesota to close a deal. Hello. Uh, I work for you. Realty. Realty. I'll, I'll, I'll... Anyway, so met the new neighbors, a lovely family, met the wife. They have two twins and a younger son. And they kind of asked me, like, I hear you're into golf. I guess my wife had told them when she met them earlier. And I was like, yeah. And it was like, yeah, um, my husband flies. He's a private pilot um, for Rory McIlroy. They said it so casually. It was like, do you like almost like, do I know who that is? And I'm like, wait, Rory? So, okay, so rewind. You move into a new house. Your yeah. wife meets the neighbors that are exchanging jello molds. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they say, Rory McElroy, we fly his private jet around the world for him. Yeah, one of like three. He's on like a three man crew that flies Rory and his family around. I know you live in like Golfer Alley in Florida or whatever, but still, that seemed that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. We'll have him give me some time. We'll have him on the pod here oh, yeah. before the Masters. Well, then do we bet Rory? Is this like a sign? So I just don't know, man. I don't love those things adding up. And then you have in the eighth one, if I had to pick one, it would be him. Um, my concern, I really like Xander. The 12 to one is obviously lower than I want to go with Xander. It's why do you like that Xander? Way Xander? Okay. So I like Xander well for a couple of reasons. I, um, I feel like there's a built-in narrative that he's just not going to play well here, even though he, everything lines up that he should play well here. He's missed, what, four or five cuts here, which isn't good. I'm willing to throw that out. He's an incredible par five scorer. He has familiarity here. He plays here. He understands this region. Um, and he's just so – his short game is so good, and I feel like scrambling really wins here. You look at uh, Leishman last year, not hitting fairways but able to scramble and make pars. And I really trust him in that sense. And mm -hmm. I just feel like he's trending and 12 to one's a little short for me. And then Finau, you have the obvious concerns of, is this guy ever going to, you know, step up and hit the gas when it matters? Like last week, Chad, I like tried to hone in on what is going on with Tony. Okay. And it was ironic because almost the polar opposite of Tony in terms of play and attitude and mindset and aura on the golf course is Patrick Cantlay. And they were both there. And as Cantlay is just laser focused and Cantlay, like it annoys me to watch him play, but <laughs> off the course, like in his interviews, he's a good dude. Like he's funny. He's very open. Yeah. He's has a little bit of charm to him, but yeah, on the had course, that comment about uh, their, none of that. Uh, they're pampered F's. Yeah. But you get none of that on the course. He's got the, you know, he's like licking his tongue and he's so locked in and he's, oh my his God, focus is there on every single shot. He, he, pull, he takes 15 minutes to hit a putt, but he thinks he's going to legit make every <laughs> one of them. And he is a stone cold killer. And in Finau, you worry about him. Like they, he had the announcer's jinx on like the seventh hole when they were all giving him that three foot putt. I don't know if you remember. And they were like, he's not going to miss this. Is he? It's like a three footer. Of course. It was the worst it, pushes it over ever. and then had to make like a three footer coming back. From yeah. But you just, it's, I just don't know if it's there, man. And I want it to be there, but 
I'm not going to bet it. So right I, now I'm, I'm not in the position to let him win and let me be happy for him. And I was, I was there on Sunday. I was there. I was ready for him to do that. I am not joking you. He has the approach on the par five, the one Joe nicely was referring to, where I'm like, this is the moment that he mm-hmm. goes in that little water right there and it ruins him. And then he's, and then he spirals and it's over and it happened. And it's like, I can't believe this is happening again, but, but he still can. could have made par on the hole too. Like, like he still and he didn't make made... that. Yeah. He didn't miss that little pot. God. Ugh, he's frustrating. frustrating. So maybe don't do it, but top five, Tony, is it worth a two plus two fifty or something? I haven't bet any of them. If I'm going to, I'm going Xander. What about you? I'm, I assume no. you don't have any of these guys. No. Okay. I mean, because the twenties have my guys, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm going at those ranges even because I love this juicy board, dude. This is a great board, but at the twenties, you got English. He's getting respect. He's at 25 to one. You got uh, a PPR, Always play Patrick Reed, except for last week. He was bad. 25 to 1, he's here. Maybe his feet don't have blisters anymore. I have no idea. We got to ask EPAC golf. But Sung M is also 25 to 1. You got Hideki. He's sliding. They're starting to slide him to 28, mm-hmm. when in reality, he'd probably be at 20 in normal world because it's weird, but he's been bad. Hovland, also 28 to 1. Those are the guys in the 20s. Now, okay, I might go back to Reed. You can go back to Reed. I wouldn't blame you. I'm going to probably use him on DraftKings, but 25 to one. Nah, eh. He's not been the greatest ultimately so far. So I'll just let him kind of go off. And maybe if I get a catch at 15 or 10 to one, I'll be fine with it. You know, Thursday for halfway through the round, whatever. I could hedge myself in DraftKings or on draft market with it, but I don't know if I'm going to go 25 <laughs> to one on the outright. Hideki though, at 28 sliding coming into a place where Hideki is known as bad putter but the top two of his best putting outings, two of the best in his life have come at Torrey Pines. Okay. Although during those putting performances where he had six strokes gained putting six Hideki Matsuyama gained six strokes putting twice here, but he was 12th and 16th in those appearances. So does it really help him? I don't know. He was third in 2019 gaining only 0.7 strokes putting. So if he can align the putting that he had in 2014 and 18, and he can align the approach game from 2019, maybe he could win here. So 28, you're getting a little more juice than you would have normally on a board, but I don't know. Maybe you go back to him at 25, but it's not Bermuda. Ugh. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to play Sung Jay this week. I can see reasons why to uh, off Matt Wolf as well. I know Joe picked him, but um something's well, not right in the with 30s him, technically and well i see it at 25 right now um, oh, shit. but anyways i i know he's a popular pick this week um epat kind of put his flag in the ground last week saying he's gonna win look something mentally isn't there right now i i feel like i saw it in that interview i'll be right. interested so I saw to that too. feel like if uh if they do an interview with him this week i really want to watch that because mm-hmm. when they talked to him last time he basically said he was tired and he wished the off season was longer. And I think it comes back to these guys are in their first season as a pro is a grueling long ass PGA tour season, even with the COVID layover, like they still had to be practicing and ready to go at any point there. He's coming out of college, man. And like you play in college, you're, you know, you have your season sport off season is nothing. You're partying, you wake up, you do study hall, you maybe do some lifting, you have a short little practice in season is like a four month grind and that's it. 
right? And he's been so talented. And I just think that it, he wasn't quite ready for it. He talked about, I need to manage my schedule better. I got really tired. I was worn out. I'm still worn out is basically what he said. Um, no, it sounded to me I don't like, like him a, right now, like a publicist or a, a, a some kind of guy got to him and was like, or I, I talked to Martin's about this, or he listened to all the criticism that he got from doing those tailor-made specials yeah, and the GQ cover yeah, where, like, whatever it was every where he's talking so much and god damn does Ma- Matt Wolf ever shut up like and then he's listening to that so he came into it with like kind of a clipped tail kind of like yes you know a little like publicist re- answers to his press conference where he didn't have the same kid energy and had the like fun spirit that you normally got from Matt Wolf where he was like exactly but at the same time like I saw glimpses of it at the end where he's like okay this is about to be over okay then now you know I'm reverting back to the kid that I was you know but I feel like someone got to him or he's listening to criticism and so he's tailoring himself a little differently so and it could have totally been like just us idiots like overlooking at something and he had a long practice and came off of a four-hour round and was hungry and needed a cheeseburger and they shoved the camera in his face and he like didn't feel great um but still um and then he had the rules thing last week which wasn't a great look for him because he clearly i thought made the ball move and he knew he made the ball move and then they i I missed that so like basically so he did his sort of pre-move you know his his little Uh like oomph Rangle. into the ball and in the rough i don't know if he clipped the ball but yeah in the rough part of him doing that move like compressed some grass underneath of it and started rolling down the hill oh okay and the rules official came over and he went like wavered back and forth like four times like i don't think i made it move but i could have made it move and then sure. he went to like i probably was because of my pre-move and then it was like i don't think i intentionally sure so blah 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 um yeah. these type of things what? just don't line up for me at 25 to one. I'm kind of talking for a long time here, but I like Patrick Reed at 25 to one. Like I said earlier, I want scramblers top five here last year. I looked at my course notes and it was like said, take Pat Reed okay. um, from last okay, year. Maybe so that, I need that, push with that again. Yeah. I can't miss that. And then 33 to one. I'm in. Brooks. I wish I would have read. Yeah. I wish I would have read the Claude Harmon thing before I took this, but I feel like I got a good number on it. 33 to one, man. You, Why are you gonna, worried about the Claude Harmon thing? So just to, uh, okay. Brooks Kepka, we're going to the thirties here. You got Wolf and Kepka sometimes in 30 or they were, and then you got Scheffler's here, Leishman, uh, Brooks 33 to one, 30 to one, whatever you can find him. He just broke up with Claude Harmon. Butch's son is Claude Harmon. He's a golf coach. You just had a lesson, Joe. I was going to ask you, how's yeah. your game? How's your game going? So things are radically changing. I'm one lesson in, so there's a long way to go. <laughs> radical. But uh, there are some radical changes he's making to uh, my game that have been much That's needed awesome. for a long time. But maybe back get, to Brooks. like, Hey, he, maybe I'll get to see that swing in person. It's true. Um, this isn't like a recent thing, actually. Um, this happened oh, three right, days right, after right. the Masters. Right, right. So... I just don't know, man. Like I, I want, I'm so pro Brooks and I've been so pro Brooks for so long. I've stuck up for him through a lot of stuff, but some of this is becoming a bit tiresome to me. And he puts up this big competitive spirit. Like I'm the ultimate competitor, but something about that didn't sit well with me. I think that what happened was 
um, if you remember, like all of live from the Masters coverage had Claude Harmon on like after every day and oh, he was gushing over his other client, Dustin Johnson. And Brandel was talking to him. Oh, it's Dustin's time. I'm going to be following him around. He doesn't get phased by anything. Mm. And I feel like there's a little bit of a jealousy factor mm. there. And it was Claude beside Dustin when he put the jacket on. It was Claude that's normally on that Kepka flight, staying in that Kepka house with the private oh. chef who was with DJ that week. So three days later, Brooks was like, you want to go with DJ? Go ahead. Like, yeah. see ya. So and it's it like just, it's felt jealous to me. I don't why know does enough do about this it. with everyone. Why does he make rivals out of everything? Because he needs that. Is he like, does he think he's Tiger from 1999? Like what's going right. on? So all that said, I already bet him 33 to one. Yeah, I bet him too. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> when I open the board, I see 30 on Brooks and you look at the other Come names. On, you're like, right. This doesn't feel right. Especially since it's not the first week back. Don't make this mistake. When Brooks tells you this, he almost doesn't want to make the cut the first week back because he's trying to gather his thoughts, get into mm -hmm. the rhythm, go into the things, knowing, okay, I've got the weekend of practice and I got a full week ahead. Boom, 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 boom. So don't take Brooks the first week back, Eric Martins, you idiot. And the reason, but, but ultimately, if you listen to his interview last week before the round, the only reason he was at the Amex was because of Torrey Pines. Oh. So he had on his schedule that, that he, he definitely he, he hasn't seen Tory much. He wanted to go to Tory and he wanted to go there with some form hmm. in order to sort of gear himself up because of the upcoming U.S. Open, which then, you know, obviously he has to play the week before that. If he wants to play well at Tory, he knew he has to play the week before. Thus, he goes to the Amex, shakes off a little rust, had a couple of good ball striking moments, but overall just made way too many mistakes. And this course sets up for distance. It sets up much harder. It's much want. more yeah. in his realm of the type of course fit uh, he plays well at. Okay, before we get to my favorite range, which is the 40s, are you having any, anything to do with the defending champion, Mark Leishman, who weeks ago, just like a month, two months ago, was dead, broken. But yeah. now he's 33? No, I mean, I had him double the number two weeks ago at the Sony. Right. Um, That's I'm not, not going to bet him 33 to one when I can get Brooks there. No. Okay. And there's okay. even guys below, right below him that I Correct. like better than him. This 40 range, Joe, I could do it all almost. It's uh, Bub at 40. Siwoo, last week's winner at 40. You got Adam Scott is here, Jason Day, and Billy Horschel. <laughs> I love this juicy range. I am thinking about putting my house on someone in this range, actually. I need a win in this and i need to go a little bit longer odds so i found one in adam scott you can get him around 45 50 to one and he's played at what one time in the last five years here and he was mm -hmm. second and helped me really? win a gpp on DraftKings at that for that week and he prefers we know poa and bent over yeah. bermuda so we know that the putting experiences that we've seen from him are just bullshit and part of the deal Part of the roller coaster ride of Adam Scott. So just take it and grab it now at 45, when in weeks from now and at the Masters, the guy's going to come in at like 20, 25 to 1. He's going to be at Genesis. He's defending champion there. He's probably going to come in at 12 to 1. Makes total sense. I went a couple of different directions in this sort of area, but totally makes sense. This course is right in his wheelhouse. He hits it far now adam scott picked up distance last year so he hits it everybody's far. gaining weight like you ball just striking this is a this is a ball strikers course 
7,700 yards, and they are tiny greens, mm-hmm. honestly, for, for the length of this course, which I think suits him well because he's actually a really good scrambler, really good around the greens, and he's not going to have to make 60, 70-foot putts. He'd almost rather scramble from the rough, I think, in some instances, and then take the four-footer for par. So I think it sets up very well for him. We know he got his win in California at the Riv last year, so good spot for Adam Scott. Bring it. And then Jason Day, he's a kind of a course guy. Uh, oh, your video to... today. Oh, my God. How... No, that was from last year. Oh, that was last year? I yeah, thought that, that was, was last year. Okay. okay, so I didn't. I recorded him, obviously, coming into the season. He had a press conference last season where he said the same shit that he says every time. My back, I haven't been able to putt. I've only been able to putt an hour, yeah, and I wish we four hours. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then he finishes T16, and he's fine. Perfectly fine. So I feel like that's the same kind of scenario here. But – Last year coming in, we had no clue because he he wasn't any good at all. Versus this year coming in at forty five to one, he showed yeah. signs at the end. Yeah, of the like season. he was good. He's been good, and I like him. And so undoubtedly, you're going to hear a press conference where he's going to say something where he's iffy or he doesn't know blah blah blah. But that's the same Jason Day we've seen. Now a different Jason Day this year is that he's rocking a new coach, just like Brooks. He's got Chris Como. I mean, it's not new new, but it's new enough that the PGA Tour tweeted about it. He is also working with new sticks, Joe, a free hmm. agent in the equipment market. Jason Day has six different brands in his bag alone, a ping driver, a tailor-made wood, uh, Mizuno irons. There's wedges that are different, Odyssey putter, Bridgestone ball. I mean, he is just whatever works the best I'm using. Fuck it. I'm, this is it. I'm at the twilight of my career. I need to go out big, go strong. I'm not worried about money. I want wins. And I want to go back to the world number one. He's still saying those same things. Jason Day wants to be world number one again. And at 50 to one, it starts here. It starts now with a win at a place. He's won already twice. He knows how to win here at Torrey Pines. Jason Day, Adam Scott, this is the range. Let's go. So my two guys in this range and shop these around because I got them a little bit higher. I, the one I got earlier today at 66, I think he's dropped a little bit. They recently bumped this guy. I actually took a 55, but they bumped him. I'm looking at now up to 66. And they're two young, very good Australian players coming in in pretty good form. The Cams? The Cams. I got both of them. Davis Smith. Yep. You don't think Uh, Davis's putter was the reason? And he can. Of course it was the reason, but he's a good putter. Like that's going to be the reason he wins. And he was very close to getting into that playoff, had that one dropped. I think on like 16, maybe where he went into that cave of a bunker down in there and almost got it up and down. Um, But look, he's got some course history here. Actually, he's played it three years in a row, believe it or not. Um, Coming in in tremendous form. I've been kind of riding this wave. I'm not going to hop off now at 66. And Cameron Smith, they just moved to 66 to one. I love like this is his type of setup. I think it's going to be windy this week. I think we're going to have multiple days of 20 plus mile an hour winds, which suits him very well. He's a great long iron player. His short game and scrambling is incredible. That's the strength of Cameron Smith is getting up and down from everywhere. Fits right into his wheelhouse. Uh, Poa putter. He seems like a guy that is a ton of value right now. When I look at this board at 66 to one currently. Dude, we're, we're, we're living in, a real narrative here where Matt Jones last week was in the GPP winning lineup. Aussie time comes when it's cold in America, when it's cold in the United States, 
It's right. a warm summer day in Australia and they're used to it. Their biological body clocks are used to it. Let's go. We got Adam Scott. We got Jason Day. We got the cams. We got the Australian native their narrative. They're going to come into Tory Pines and they're going to take it over. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Last year at Tory Pines, was it an Australian guy? Was it? Oh, yeah, it was Leishman. Okay, See? all right. Hey, let's. We're all on this narrative. Let's this go. Is, uh, Leishman's not saying? going back to back. We know he, Mark Leishman is not winning back to back here. So we got the other four guys, right? Yeah, why not roll the dice? <laughs> what about Ryan Napalm Palmer? Rye Palm Napalm. Yeah, considered it. Um, he was another guy that I was close on. Went with the two cans instead. Um, okay. What about Ricky Utaka Fowler, your guy? Is, is this the time to shine with Ricky Fowler? I kind of like him because of his tee to green game last week. We saw that the tee to green game was dialed in. He couldn't putt that great. So it kind of didn't get him into the contention ultimately, but it was enough for me to like it at 60. Now I thought it was going to be a Hideki style number here or a Fino style number. And then I see 60. So I'm kind of encouraged to take a 60 stand. I don't like it. I don't like where it's games at. I don't think he's long enough to compete here. And I think that's really where he's gotten lapped over a couple of years because um, distance is king, especially on 7,700 yard golf courses. And he has, um, he hasn't gained. Like he's, he's basically hitting it as far as he was 10 years ago. So I'm going to put that like, look, we know it can be done, right? I don't, I'm not talking. He has to be Bryson and bulk up and put on 25 pounds of muscle, but he can get, he can gain distance if he really wanted to. And I don't think he really wants to, I'm off of him. But another guy that we talked to him in that same round with Joe about, I took Gary Woodland. I saw a ton of positive signs here, obviously wants that U S open trophy back. So he wants to play well again here, knowing that it's coming back when he's not going to be injured. Um, I saw his thing after the round, someone talked to him and he was like, I almost want to cry because I'm so happy that this is the first time I've played golf in forever pain-free. Oh, He's I love that. Really I want to cry good. too. when I hear that. Yeah. It, it honestly, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And everybody loves Gary. Right. And he's got it like a ridiculous. So take away last year. Right. We know he was hurt before that ninth, 12th, 20th, 18th, 10th, 45th. Like he plays well out here. Played well last week. Let's go, Gary. 75 to 1. Let's well, roll. You know, my friend at fansharesports.com is uh, tweeting that he's getting some steam. Well, listen, there are, and I took it last week, and I, I believe I tweeted it, but if you want a Gary Woodland U.S. Open number at triple digits, better take it now. It's going yeah. fast. Might not even be around anymore. Um, might not. But the fact that you can get it at 70 here with this different field and that coming in with a little motivation what about uh anybody else as a long shot this week are you gonna dabble on speed or do you would you prefer a 90 to 1 fratelli because that's what i would rather do if i'm gonna go 90 to 1 i think fratelli is my favorite so i like fratelli but i've got another guy that i really like at that same number 90 okay. to 1 and it's taylor gooch oh yeah of course um okay. he's coming in playing really well 21st last week has a third place here in 2018 okay. also top 30 last year and i ran like a quick little model that um usually like the first thing i do i try to look back at my course notes from the previous year and just don't think about it just make a model of the notes that i picked um he rated out third in the entire field for me um he gains a ton scrambling he's a really good par five player uh really good poa putter so taylor gooch 90 to 1 i think is is my top long shot play this week let me let me tell you a jock market story about taylor gooch for myself last week 
Let's hear it. I bought about 15 shares or 10 shares of Taylor Gooch. And if you recall his, his uh, four rounds were like schizophrenia. It was like yes. first round. He was great. He plays like that. Or he was bad. I don't know what it was, but at like one point I was like giving shares away. Right. Or I was trying to sell them. And then on, I think I was like out on Saturday, he made the cut miraculously. So, but he still wasn't doing great. But then I'm like out on Saturday showing houses and I had some shares listed for sale and they were going and like my phone was buzzing. And I'm like, I'm showing houses. I'm like, oh shit, is Gooch doing well? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm giving away shares. So I open the app real fast. I like cancel the rest of the buy orders and I look and he's like 600 through like eight holes. He gets red hot. <laughs> he gets red hot for sure. So I can't, I cancel all the shares and then it was my second most profitable share thing. So boom. let's go. Yeah. So, but yeah, Jack Cam Davis so to fun. a couple hundred bucks in profits last week on Cam Davis. So I, I'm going back to that. Well, for sure. That's funny that they let you play at the end there. I saw that on your uh, power hour. They're like, okay, uh, I know you actually want yeah. to be good at this app. So we'll just let you be good at it. Well, I kind of told him that I'm like, look, let me just get like, give me like four or five minutes here at the end. And then I like totally overextended last week because the week before I felt like I got nobody last week. I had way too many guys. So, you know, it's, it's a work in progress over there at the power hour. We're going to get it dialed in though. Um, Now the long shots are kind of your thing, Joe, you do the lunch drive long shot video on your Twitter at tour picks. If you want to go like follow that, we're going to post it on YouTube as much as we can, if we have time or we think of that. Um, but do you have any long shots in the triple digit range? Are you going to go with the guy like Max Homa who was around last week or a guy like Doc Redmond that everybody liked but was bad? Do you have any long shots in the 100 plus range? No, I haven't taken any yet. Um, I do like Fratelli and I'm seeing some like 120s there now on Fratelli. So I, I, if I were to take anyone, it would be him. But I just feel like this is one of those weeks where um the big dogs are coming to eat sure no i agree with that i totally agree with that so yeah. then for a guy like even jb holmes where he sits at 175 to one with good course history with no real knowledge of how he's been if he hurt even like i don't know he could withdraw yeah right uh do you do would you do a top 10 on something like that or do you still hesitate on a guy that you don't know about or would you go with a guy like tringali who we know likes california we saw him do well last week he wasn't great but was making the cut at least at 150 to one do you do a top 10 on something like that at eight nine to one so if i'm looking that far down you got to look top 10 because that's where these guys can cash. And even though I like, we say it every week, this is, this is going to be, you know, one of the big guys are going to cash. You're still four guys inside the top 10 any week on tour that are going to kind of come out of this 150 to 201 range. I have here um, in my notes, a nice ticket that I cashed last year. It says hit a P Raj top 10, 30 to one on a top 10 last year on Patrick okay. Rogers. He's 225 to one right now. So I may run that back on him. Probably get a good uh, top 10 number. R- Rinsky, I noticed was 225 to one. That didn't seem right. Like he's decent golfer, honestly. Like why is he two? He's played a lot and he's got a lot of rounds under his belt early in the season for sure. So maybe do something like on those guys uh, or DraftKings play your last guy in on the sixth guy in. All right, so should we recap? At the end of the pod each week, we're recapping our bets. Typically, we do that, but you can also follow Joe at Tour Picks or me at Dina Realty. We're uh, always tweeting shit on Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. I'm back in Brooks. We're a, we're a Brooks podcast this week. We are. Let's roll.
Okay, I'm into that. Now, uh, Adam Scott, I'm liking that at 45 or 50 to one. You can do the same thing on Jason Day, and I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be that comfortable with Jason Day. <laughs> That's never no. a comfortable ticket wow. to hold. But you never know. You have to be a Jason Day whisperer and kind of like, I feel like I've, I've become one after I used him at 3% ownership. And he finished like fifth here two years ago. And I won a GPP using him. So, so there you go. There's ways. To, vibes. So I feel like if you're going to go on Jason day, like do it when he's out the gate and you know, he's been rehabbing his back for the last, whatever. And he's prepared for yep. Tory. Hey, uh, fans of the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some cool content this coming Saturday. Chad and I are going to play a little match. Boom. Are we really? Because we are. Okay. Here's the thing. I was going to tell you this. My parents' car, well, my parents' car down in Florida, the one they use when they're there, is my grandpa's old car. Okay. Who's dead ago. But same time, it should have been traded in for cash for clunkers. And so I asked my dad, I'm like, I need to borrow the car on Saturday. And he's like, that car's not going to get it across. <laughs> oh, no. So I might have to rent a car. That's part of the adventure. You got to follow along this week. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to visit Joe, perhaps, or he's going to have to come visit me, or we'll meet halfway. But halfway is just Everglades, isn't it? Half. That's the thing. I try to tell you half, like <laughs> the middle of Florida is just abyss and swamp. There's nothing there. Well, I'm not afraid to rent a car for 25 bucks, get across the country. Whatever. We're going to make it happen. We'll yeah, figure so, it out. But uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to try to play some golf and get together, right? Dude, this is awesome. Like, let's roll. Uh, junior version of the DFS Open between you and me. Yep. Cash, now, high stakes. We'll put uh, out some betting odds on it, make it fun for you guys. Yeah. As soon as we know the real details, we'll probably post something more official about it. But at the same time, get hyped. It'll be fun. And we're going to just do things for fun. And with that said, Joe, because we're having fun, you and me in Florida, we've given our friends out there a promo code to the yes. Preferred Lions shop where you can buy a hat. Oh, wait, I did not wear that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> can't buy a hat, though. <laughs> can't buy a hat. I thought that was wearing it. But no, you can buy a t-shirt. Uh, towel at 20% off using the promo code Florida through Sunday. So cool. go to preferred lines to support us. I mean, the hats are sweet. My buddy just bought one. So ways to support us now buy that stuff, like, like subscribe, rate, rate, review. Um, we, you guys have been kind of slacking on the reviews to be honest. Maybe, maybe you guys who are still here right now, uh, have yeah, already will do it. If you listen, if you're a new subscriber, you need to go on the iTunes. You need to give us five stars and put in the review. These guys are great. Done. Sometimes it'll take you 30 seconds. Uh, that's about all I got for the week. Um, Damn. So thanks for watching. Good luck, dude. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace. See you Saturday. Bring your A game. I got to warm the back. Bring your A game. I don't want to hear any stories about that Minnesota rust. Dude, I'm going to drive across the state. I have excuses for days. It'll be great. I'll give you a couple strokes. (laughs) Well, I just saw your swing. You're going to have all these swing thoughts.
thoughts? <laughs> There's so be... many swig thoughts. I played the day after there. It's just like reverting back to old just to try and get something on the green. But give me about a month and I will be there. It's hilarious. All right. Well, thanks for watching. See you later, Joe. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy.